0: We thank you for taking the time to listen to this teaching from Metro Church. We hope this inspiring message will empower and enrich your life. Have you ever done something without understanding the why? Have you ever, uh, you know, maybe just kind of went with the flow, everyone else was doing it, you know, as I was talking about jumping, um, anyone ever done river jumping, you know what I mean, you, there's, you jump off rocks and land in the river and you make sure it's deep enough first before you do it, well, there, there were some people that were jumping and I'd already jumped in that spot, so I knew that it was safe and it was fine, but there were others that were like, yeah, I'll do it. And I was like, well, you really want to make a decision on your own, not just because everyone's dragging you into it, right? You don't want to get in a situation where you don't understand the why behind uh, what you're now into, right? But I'm not necessarily talking about doing something bad today because everyone else was doing it. I'm talking about just picking up other people's habits, okay? Just picking up other people's habits. Um, I think about, I played baseball, growing up, I, I, you know, good old American sports, I, I, I played baseball, and I remember as I was playing baseball at a young age, I would watch the professionals on TV, anybody know what I'm talking about? And I remember looking at how they addressed the plates, when they went to bats you know some of them they'd be they'd be back and forth on the the velcro back and forth you know some of them would would have these moments where they 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 pick up the bat and there's the on deck circle if you don't know this is like uh i'm next up so now there's a circle and and the person's at bat over there but i'm just you know stretching it out just swinging just swinging swinging as hard as i can sometimes and and then you go to address the plates And I'm just doing what I've seen other people do, right? And so I get up there. I tell the ump to hold on a minute. Mind you, I'm like eight years old. I'm like, wait a minute. Start kicking dirt around. Point to the fence. I saw someone do that once. You know, eight years old. I start beating the plates. Just absolutely beating the plates. And then I spit. Alright, we're good. We're good. And then I get up there, and I I go through this whole thing. And as soon as the pitch comes off, what do I do? I step back, and I retighten. I'm eight years old. Having to make sure this helmet's not falling off. You know what I'm saying? I climb back into the batter's box, and I start kicking dirt again. Just kicking dirt. Hold up, hold up, okay? I start beating on the plate again. I start pointing again. All right, now I'm ready. It's, it's, the, it's the most, like, what on earth am I doing? I don't know, but I saw everyone else do it. The people that I respect, the people that are doing it well are doing it. So I'm going through the process. There are other areas of your life. You don't even understand why you're doing it, but you're going through the process because you saw somebody else. Today I want to talk about why we worship. Not just going through the process because somebody else did it. Oh, I can't scroll with these gloves on, apparently. But here's the thing. Let me, let me bring it back. We're going to talk about understanding the why behind the what's. When I was in the city leagues, really young, I was doing all this stuff, and one of my coaches, he goes, what you doing over there, Chad? I was like, just getting ready to bat. You know, just over here, swinging away in the on-deck circle. He goes, you know why you have an on-deck circle? It's like, yeah. Just get me pumped up. Just get me ready to go over there and do it again. And he goes, no, you don't just swing the bat haphazardly. Yeah, you're stretching out, but then your eyes should shift to the pitcher, and you should be timing when he starts to release the ball. You get an angle on how fast it's coming to the plates. You start having the ability as soon as he releases, you're in strike. You're, you're, you're swinging. You're you're getting the timing of his pitches. You're getting the timing of his off speed pitches so you need, you're not just swinging away just to swing away and so I'm like oh okay I'd never thought of that so the next time I was out there I started to watch the pitcher and I'd start to try and time it okay he released the ball now I'm in mid and it's across the plate all right that's what it feels like when he releases the ball that's my timing are you getting this and then he goes well you know why you're digging into the ground right i just thought i was kicking dirt no you're gaining traction because you're going to have a lot of a transfer of power you don't want to slip you want to be able to twist those hips as fast as you can and you need, need traction huh and he goes do you know why you why are you banging on the plates i'll pump myself up of course make that ball scared what i'm doing to this plate he goes no no you're not beating on the plates you're tapping the corner of the plate to make sure you can reach if it's going to be on the outside corner, you can still go opposite field with it. It's a lot for a young person to take in. I was like, but I can still look cool, right? Look cool, I do it. So here's the thing. As I started to progress in playing and started to understand the why behind the what I was doing, I started to get better. I started to get better at it. In fact, In our our little, uh, you know, city leagues, I was on, you know, a few championship teams then asked to go play for an all-star team in the city in the minor, the little, you know, minor leagues. And it was because I started to gain understanding of why I do what I do. I don't just go through the process. Today, I want to help you understand why you do what you do in worship so you're not just going through the process like everyone else is. Are you ready for it? You know, I'm telling you, when it comes to understanding worship, everything changes when there's a purpose behind the action. Everything changes. When I, when I think about worshiping, I, do you remember the first time you came into church and you saw people all happy and clappy? They seemed really excited about what was going on. It was almost like they were at a concert and they knew the band and you're like, who is this? Why are you so excited about this? It has nothing to do with the band. They understand the why behind the what's. You're like, okay, you know, and so maybe maybe you clap a little bit, and then someone next to you is raising their hands, and and you're kind of like, what, man? What? What is going on? And some people seem to be singing so passionately. And you're like, I don't know this one, but, man, they really like this one's their favorites. And then the next song comes on, you're like, wow, I guess this song's their favorite too. They're singing passionately with this one too. And then the next one, man, these guys just, they're into this thing. Let me help you understand why we worship. So, why do we sing? Here's what the scripture says in Psalms 147. Praise the Lord. How good it is to sing praises to our God. How pleasant and fitting to praise Him. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. So, if I believe in God, if I believe in His Word, and I believe that I'm supposed to be obedient to God's Word, singing isn't an option. I'm actually having the ability, and it's pleasurable to God to receive our worship. How fitting it is when those that believe send up song so that God can receive. Okay, okay. So, so, you know, I can't just be in the back and just kind of clap and, you know, not really be into it. Well, here's the thing. God knows you're not into it. He knows you're not into Him particularly by being obedient to His Word. So when you want Him to be into your thing, just realize your place. Realize the placements. Realize the situation. Well, why do we sing? Because it's exactly what we're called to do. We're called to well, well, why do we clap? Does that even matter? I'm off timing. You know, I have I have a pale complexion, so rhythm isn't my thing. Why do we clap? Here's what the scripture says. Psalm 47. Oh, clap your hands. What does it say? All you peoples. If you're a people person, if you're a person who's a people, clap your hands. Come on, clap your hands. Clap your hands. Clap your hands. Yeah, look, we're almost all on time. And you're not supposed to have rhythm. <laughs> Quite most of you. But hey, listen to this. <laughs> well, some of you are holding it down for the whole church, and I appreciate that. You know what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying. But listen, well, I'll tell you, we don't just clap our hands because it happens to be a, a groovy song. And I said groovy for some of y'all that... That was cool back in the day when it was said the first time. You know what I'm saying? We're not just clapping our hands because it's fun to do. Oh, clap your hands, all ye peoples, shout to God with a voice of confusion, with the voice of eh. A voice of triumph. Jesus has overcome the grave and it allows us to overcome the grave and it allows us to overcome the obstacles and the situations. Triumph is already there. It's his. We get to be a part of it. So I'm going to clap my hands. I'm going to sing. Why? Because death has lost its sting. Come on. How excited are you about clapping your hands now? Did you realize you can sing and then you can just sing? You can kind of, huh beautiful name it is, beautiful name it is, the name of Jesus. Or what a beautiful name it is. And you're into it. Why? Because if it wasn't for Jesus, you're screwed. You're dead. You're in the grave. Death still has its sting. And that's up to you. See, don't I preach better when I leave? (laughs) Listen. Listen, if it wasn't for what Jesus did, we would be in a lot of trouble. If it wasn't for God's will, when Jesus said, Hey, I'd really like this cup to pass, we got all the reason to clap. We got all the reason to sing. So if you're not into it, why don't you just tell yourself, Jesus may not have been into it when he went to the cross for me. I'm going to die to myself a little bit today, and I'm going to clap my hands. I'm going to sing with a voice of triumph. Why do we raise our hands? This one feels so heavy sometimes. You look around and you're like, "Okay, yeah, this is really a, a part of the song. I can I can feel I can feel the crescendo coming. I can feel the lift. I can feel the the holy cloud, so to speak." Okay. Are these things? Get up. Come on. They feel so heavy. They just feel so heavy. Why can't I lift my hands up? This is breaking, breaking self. You're breaking down the pride of self when you decide to follow in the obedience of the Word of God. I'm telling you, these things feel like I'm waiting, you know, it's like I'm carrying a TV at first, right? It's like this, right? And then when you start to break that, you're like, okay, the fish was this big. You guys know what I'm talking about. It was this big, you know? You don't know how that person is already in the field goal, you know? But you're working through the process, but the reality is we don't just raise our hands because we're really digging the bridge of that third song (laughs) why do we raise our hands in psalm 141 may my prayer be counted as incense before you the lifting up of my hands as the evening offering what this is a surrender position this is a reminder of your god and i'm not This is a reminder of I need you. This is a reminder of antennas up because I want to hear from you. This is a moment of understanding. I am no longer living based on my emotions and feelings because I would much rather be like this. Like this, you know, this, this posture and this position is I'm God and I'll let him know when I'm interested. A position like this is reminding yourself that you're not God and you need him just as much today, even more than you did yesterday. And I'm going to go through the process and I'm going to break down the walls and I'm going to allow the pride of self to just be extinguished by the obedience of going through the process. What does the scripture say in Lamentations 3.41? We lift up our heart and our hands toward God in heaven. Come on. I'm telling you, some people go, man, this church is like one of those ones where they lift up their hands. Yeah, we're one of the ones where we obey the word man these people they're really into it they must have a really good band no we like good music and that works out that way because we believe if we're going to do anything as unto the Lord it should be done with excellence so we don't go oh you kind of play here's the, here's the bar way down here if you only mess up eight times today we're okay no hell no that's what the devil does. We raise the standard. We raise. We lift up a banner of Christ, for Christ, right? And so, what do we do? We say, no, no, no. We're going to worship God. If I'm over here picking up this guitar, I can because it's mine. Ha. And, and and if I'm playing, I, don't worry about that. Uh, then you need to be tuned, Christian. We're not just uh, this is this is a moment of worship. See, the people leading the team, leading us into worship, they better be into worship if they're going to do it. We've had more talented people in this church over the years that didn't end up being on this stage because they couldn't get it right in their spirits. We've had the most talented people lead the way with humility and show what it's like to have a heart after God, and we go, that's it. We've had people that have only played for a year or two on this stage, and know what? Even though they might not have hit every perfect note, their heart was singing true. Are you getting this, church? I'm breaking everything. I don't know if you know that, but everything's bro- broken. All right, we're going to keep going. So why do we raise hands? The Word tells us to, okay? Whew, we got a lot to do in a little bit of time. So we've been instructed on how to worship. But let's talk a little bit on the why behind the how. Number one, we worship God because He loves us. See, some people say, as a pastor, it's, it's your job to get people to, to love God. And I say, no, no, no. It's my job to make sure every person knows how much God loves them so that their hearts can do a 180 towards him. See, if I can continue to help you understand how much Jesus loves you and that he was willing to lay down his life for you and pick it back up again so that you can overcome the grave and have eternal life with him, then that becomes a position where you have to decide who Jesus is in your worlds. And you know what? I can't talk you into it because someone else will talk you out of it. All I have to do is let you know how much God loves you and it should stir an emotion towards him it should stir some obedience towards him. Are you getting this, church? Why do we worship? Because God, he loves us. He loves us so much. He not only created us, he not only put air in our lungs, but he also loves and has a plan for your life. Even when he decided... Even when we decided to love God, even when we decided to worship him, it is only after he first loved us and gave up his son for us. John 3.15 says that everyone who believes may have eternal life in him. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whomever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Everything God has done, it has been done through love for us. When we worship him, we don't come into church and go, I'm not feeling it today. been a rough day do you realize my flight was canceled and i did me and zeke drove 15 hours a thousand miles to be back in time for church be back in time for the weekends why do i say that because some of you struggle well i'm up 15 minutes later than i should have been i'll just turn it on online don't rob yourself from being in the gathering together of people because listen if you're at home right now and you choose to be online every week Tell me you stand up during worship and raise your hands and you get into worship the way you should without the coffee, coffee cup in your hand. I'm not, I'm not hindering what online can do because it's a connection that keeps us connected when we're sick, when we're hurting, when we're, we're far away. But it is not a, a replacement for being in the house of God like this and understanding that I'm better because I'm sharpened by those around me, because I'm edified by the stories and the testimonies. Hello. Right? So why do we worship? Because God loved us so much. His love is not an on-again, off-again kind of love. God's not a high school relationship. Psalm 106, praise the Lord, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, his love endures forever. Oh, but you don't know what I did last night. His love endures forever forever. You don't understand my past. His love endures forever. And when we get that in us, we can't help but worship properly. We can't help but lift up holy hands without wrath and doubt. We can't help but lift up a song even when we don't sing. That's why I love, he says, lift up a shout. Sometimes you got to lift up a shout. Number two, why do we worship? We worship God because of our love for him. It's not just this, he loves me and so I will. It's because we actually begin to get wooed by the spirit and we love him for all that he is. We love him even when we don't fully understand. We love him so we will trust him and we will continue this beautiful exchange where he loves us and we love him back and we're obedient to his word and we see favor over our life. Hello. Okay. Our worship begins with song and raised hands, but it continues in how we love others. See, if I, wor- I worship God every day based on how I live. It's not a once a weekend thing. However, this is a finale point every weekend or the start of the next week, so to speak, where we're getting it started off right. Success begins on Sunday, y'all. Okay? But listen. It's how, how I serve others, how I love others, how I obey my parents, how we honor our spouse, how we live a life of integrity. Everything we do should be done as if we are doing it for God, and then it becomes worship. Did you get that? So when you're like, oh, he, he taught on worship this past week, so it was really about singing. No, it's about how we carry our life as a sweet incense burning to the Lord. Yes? Okay, number three, we worship God because it shows our obedience. Luke 4.8, Jesus answered, it is written, worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Serve him alone. Serve God. And how do we serve him? Well, one of the ways is by worshiping him alone. So let's talk about things that maybe you don't see as idols in your life, but they keep you from worshiping him. They keep you from church on Sunday. They keep you from breaking bread and fellowship on Monday or Tuesday, whatever it is. They keep you from actually speaking up about who God is and his goodness. They keep you from sharing your story and the testimony. What are the things that you have allowed to become heavier on your spirit and your soul than God? Well, it's my outlet. It's what I enjoy. Let's keep God number one. Right? Right? So we're obedient. That's why we worship Romans 12, 1 and 2. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice. That's what I'm saying, a living sacrifice. What I do every day is worship to the Lord. Holy and pleasing to God, this is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Who's ready for number four? We worship God to be counted as his. To be ca- I don't want there to be any confusion. I don't want God wondering where I stand with him. I don't want my neighbors wondering where I stand with him. I don't want my wife wondering where I stand with him. I don't want my children wondering where I stand with him. I want to be counted as one of his, and so I'm going to be obedient to his word, even through worship. I hope you're getting this, church. Hebrews 13, Through Jesus, therefore, let us continually offer to God a sacrifice of praise the fruit of lips that openly profess his name. I want to be counted as one of his because I'm professing his name. You know, Jesus talks about if we deny him, he'll deny us before the father. I want to be counted as his. Tell your neighbor, me too. When I raise my voice in worship, when I live my life in worship, I'm saying, God, I'm yours again today remember me I'm yours so the scripture says let the redeemed of the Lord say so how well are you saying so how well are you saying so life of worship come on I'm going to be counted as one of his because I'm going to say so when we claim to believe in God but disregard what he says all we confirm is that we are living a lie it's a little, little quiet in here Slap your neighbor. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> is everyone awake? Are you are you receiving so sometimes we gotta give ourselves some medicine? I'm preaching to myself. I'm reminding myself, hello. That's when you say hello back. Hello. There it is. You're awake. This is good. We in words say, we love you, God, but indeed say, no thanks. We think we have our ticket to heaven. Because we acknowledge God with our lips, but we miss the other part of this scripture. You ready to read this with me? Romans ten nine. If you declare with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your hearts that God raised him from the dead, you'll be saved. Here's the problem. A lot of people, they'll, they'll claim Jesus. But if they truly believed in their heart, Jesus actually did what he did, then they would bury some things that don't need to be risen. And they would allow him to resurrect some things in their life that do need to come to life. Are you getting this? So if we believe in our heart, then we have a heart change. The proof of the heart change is how we obey God's word. That's that transformation. The proof of fruit of heart change is choosing to obey when it's hard, when you don't want to. You know, I don't have much time, but let me just kind of bring up this point. You can tell the most of a person. When, when, when you see somebody, you can tell more about a person by what they do when it hurts than by what they do when it's easy. I remember being offered amazing... <laughs> if you know me, I love sports. I love all the Boston sports teams. Depending on the season, depends on the color I bleed. But I was offered amazing seats on a night that I was already committed in ministry. And I remember thinking, oh Lord, if you love me, if you love me, someone else is going to want to take my position. Someone else, you're going to bring a a snowstorm so that I can get to the garden, but no one else can get to church. If you love me, you're going to help me get out of this. I just felt God say, "Wait a minute. If you love me." And I just thought, "Man, <laughs> <laughs> with a capital M, son of man. <laughs> you right. You right. That was hard. That was a hard one. If you knew those seats." <laughs> it hurts thinking about it again sometimes sometimes we have to allow the yes to stay a yes even through the pain because i am a word a man of my word and i'm obedient to the word and if i give my word unless i'm released from my word it's my word it wasn't even a sunday morning it was a wednesday night How we worship God, number five, because He deserves it. We worship God, why? Because we aren't Him. He deserves the praise and the worship. Number 1 uh, First Chronicles sixteen says, "Ascribe to the Lord the glory; do His name. Bring an offering and come before Him. Worship the Lord in splendor of His holiness." We're not going to just act like that didn't just say, "Bring an offering." I'm going to worship God not only through my hands through my mouth through my clapping but through my obedience through bringing the offering it says I'm not going to say God I love you but I withhold everything because I don't trust you I'm going to keep that wallet in my back pocket and my hands far away from it I'm going to act like we're good but I know I'm robbing you daily Whew, got quiet in here again you know what go just just do me a favor go and google Ananias and Sapphira and get back to me All right, I can move on My hands are clean. We worship God because he deserves it. Number six, as we begin to close here. We worship God because heaven awaits. We worship God because heaven awaits. Can you you begin to play song three? You can roll in the bridge. We worship God because heaven awaits. Hebrews 12, 28 says... Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, let us be thankful and so worship God acceptably with reverence and awe. With reverence and awe. Where's Julie? Where's, where's a few singers? I wanna come back up here. This is impromptu. This wasn't This wasn't planned. But we worship God because of all that he offers. Not the whole team, just some just some vocalists grab a microphone. We're going to worship like we meant to the first time. We're going to take a moment and remind ourselves we worship God because of who he is, what he's done. Heaven awaits. His promises are yes and amen for me. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes with We hope you've enjoyed this teaching from Metro Church.